My brothers and sisters, I'm going to ask you to imagine. Imagine the Sea of Galilee. Imagine the waves, the smell of the water, the feel of the breeze on the back of your neck, the sun just peering above the mountains. And imagine a, a strong, middle-aged man. Zebedee caught the eye of his son and then the other son. The look conveyed everything. He simply nodded his head and his sons turned from him and walked towards the one. The people had called this man Jesus. They said that he is the Messiah. And now his sons was with him. Jesus placed his arms around both of them. As he did so, he gave a look to Zebedee. The look comforted him, made him know that all would be all right. And then they walked away. Zebedee watched them for a while. He was numb. What just happened? He could hear the water lap against the boats. They were creaking in their loneliness. Their boatsmen had just walked away. The nets were already washed and equipment was put away. And the other helping hands had gone ahead to get some extra line to secure the boats. John and James were staying behind so that he could talk to them about the future, the future. But now he was all alone. Tears formed in his eyes as the magnitude of what just happened welled up within him. His sons were gone. He knew it in his gut. He also knew this was a good thing. Jesus' look told him that. They were not lost. No, they were found. Indeed, they were chosen by the Messiah. A current of hope and excitement moved through him as he began to think of his sons being with Jesus. He knew that Jesus is the Messiah. Once again, Jesus' look told him that. People had been saying that the Messiah was coming. The stories about this man had to be true. And now his sons are with him. He knew that amazing things would be in store for his two sons, the sons of Zebedee. Then he thought about what he was going to talk to them about, the future. A wave of sadness crashed over him. His sons were with Jesus. It's just not what he had expected. He was planning on giving them his business. It was a good fishing business. They had made a lot of money and was one of the leading businesses in Capernaum. But now they wouldn't have it because they would be with him, with Jesus. He clutched his heart. 
He loved his fishing business, but he loved his sons more. He, al- he always knew that it would be a perfect marriage, but no. And talking about marriage, he had a thought that James would be married by now. The single women seemed to notice him, and he was a man of discipline and goodness, but both of his sons had left. They left without marriage and without children. He suddenly realized that he would not have grandchildren to hold and teach how to fish. And what would his wife say? How would Salome take it? He was afraid to tell her, but deep inside he knew that she would be okay. They had always talked about what it would be like if one of their sons would be a rabbi or a teacher of the law. It was he who was the reluctant one. Yes, she would be okay. Zebedee watched them some more as they rounded the seashore. The sun began to bounce off of the water and and land on the three. It was as if they were glowing. He began to wonder if he would see his sons again. Something inside of him grew. There was a strength, power, and warmth with this thought. And the thought said, yes, be not afraid. Both of you will see us again. He looked closer and he saw Jesus wave to him just as he saw what looked like Simon run towards them. James and John left everything and followed Jesus. Many times we think of what James and John left behind, their way of life, riches, friends, possibility of family. But it is also good for us to meditate on what Zebedee and Salome experienced. Their sons left them to follow Jesus. At times they might have struggled feeling alone or even abandoned by God's plan, but that did not last very long. We know that they regularly saw their sons. We know this because Scripture tells us Jesus and the twelve often returned to Capernaum. They certainly would have seen Zebedee and Salome. Moreover, each time they returned, I'm sure Zebedee and Salome saw changes, subtle changes in their sons. They were different and more mature. They seemed to love more and understand life better. We also know that Salome was, was near enough to the twelve and to Jesus to ask Jesus a special question. She asked him if her sons would be at Jesus' right and left when he entered his kingdom. Now, she was thinking of the earthly kingdom. And, of course, Jesus knew that the eternal kingdom had his Father and the Holy Spirit. They were each on each other's right and left. We also know that Zebedee and Salome followed Jesus as well. In the case of Salome, she was at his crucifixion. She was there with Mary Magdalene and the Blessed Mother. Ultimately, Zebedee's sons helped Zebedee and Salome to follow Jesus as the Messiah. This is a good reflection for us. As we think about Jesus' calling men and women to the priesthood and religious life, yes, Jesus is calling men and women to follow him, Today, Jesus calls men and women to follow him. And many have the courage to say yes to the call. 
It's their families who are afraid, their parents and their grandparents. These men and women must leave everything to follow him and even leave their parents' house. That doesn't mean that those things come back. James and John saw their parents again. But what does it mean is that their whole lives is now about Jesus. For parents and grandparents, you need to be ready to bless your children and grandchildren when they choose to leave everything to follow Jesus. Will you grieve some? Yes. The choice to bless is yours. A religious vocation usually flourishes when the parents bless their child's desire to respond to the call to follow Christ. I pray today that young men and women have the courage and strength to leave everything and to follow Jesus. I pray that many of you, parents and grandparents, have the courage and strength to get, give a blessing to your child or grandchild who is hearing the call of Christ. It will be for your good, your child's good, and the good of the church.